and I'm in a lot of different Facebook groups where different people are talking about they have a patent for something, and then somebody has selling fake ones on Amazon, and they're trying, they're trying, they're trying, you know, sending letters to Amazon or to, you know, Instagram, and all these different people saying, hey, that's my client, and this is infringing, and there's all these hoops you have to jump through trying to protect yourself. So you kind of have to be ready, you kind of have to be kind of, you know, acts offensively and defensively. Just in- y'all got another episode today i have attorney candace walter uh, she is a trade law patent and copyright attorney so thanks for uh hanging out today and, and yes and, thank you fellow thanks for having me and giving me some of your free uh billable hours i know y'all build a whole lot for like y'all's time so. yes this is 350 an hour but i'm not gonna send you a bill <laughs> hey i appreciate it i appreciate it so, <laughs> So uh, I want to go a little bit into like, you know, where you're from, where you went to law school, then just go straight into a couple of questions that I have around law. So where'd you you grow up and where'd you go to law school? Okay, I grew up in Richardson, Texas, and I went to Florida A&M for undergrad chemistry degree. Then I went to University of Texas in Austin for law school. And then I've been back in Dallas ever since I've been an attorney. And you haven't worked for yourself the whole time, right? Did you work at a big firm? No, I haven't. I've worked as a prosecutor for the county, for the city. I've done some work in law firms doing litigation things, and I worked at an IT boutique. And now I have my own office, and it's been about three and a half years I have my own office. And we, I mostly do intellectual property and contracts and a little bit of litigation. Got it. So, so here, here's, here's my first question, right? I, what, what is the difference? Like, what do you copyright? What do you trademark? And then what do you get a patent on? Like, I don't understand what I would do for those three things. Okay. So all the all three of those things, they're all intellectual property, but they're all protecting different things. So for a copyright, let's say that uh, you might copyright this podcast or if you wrote a song or if you wrote a play or if you were a choreographer and you had a dance routine or you wrote a book or a movie or you were a screenwriter and you wrote a TV thing or a movie or whatever. All those different things, it has to be a work of art or authorship to get a copyright. So those are the kind of things that you get a copyright on. And for a trademark, a trademark is to protect your brand and basically to help consumers identify the source of the goods or the service. So you might get a trademark for the name of your business or if you have a logo or if you have some kind of tagline or a slogan, something like that is something that you would get a trademark for. And then for a patent, that's an invention that you've made. So it has to be something that's new and novel and it's not obvious and somehow some kind of improvement over something that's already existing. So you can't have a patent on something that somebody else has already created or invented or patented. It has to be something new. So that's what you protect with a patent. So a patent can be, if you're protecting the function of it, that's a utility patent. If you're protecting what it looks like, only the design. And there's also plant patents. If you you create some kind of you know new plant, like maybe you create a seed and it's resistant to pests. 
or it grows a lot faster, whatever it does, you can try to get a plant patent for it. Yeah. So like, for example, with the podcast, so if I don't, if I don't um, copyright my podcast, then somebody can like put up a Ask Philip podcast uh, and like, you know, I don't know. Uh, So that's kind of, okay. So for your podcast, you could trademark like Stonehill Wealth Management. You can have a trademark for that. You could have a trademark for Ask Philip for podcast. You could also, and with a copyright, as soon as you create it and it's fixed, you have a copyright, but you need to register the copyright with the copyright office if you decide that you want to sue somebody for infringement. So just as soon as you record this podcast, you have a copyright, but you don't have a registered copyright because you haven't registered with the copyright office. Got it. So, 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 so somebody would be able to, is it, is it protecting recreating the episode or is it protecting like they can take my episode and sell it and make some money off of it? Well, they're not supposed to do any of those things, but you have to register your copyright. And then you have to be, when you have intellectual property, you have to proactively protect it. So even once you have the registration, if you don't go out and tell people that are stealing it, copying it, you know, reproducing it, not buying a license, you have to go out there and say, hey, stop that. I have, you know, I have a registered copyright or I have had a trademark on this since this long. I've just how long I've been using it. They're, you have to tell them to stop. And then when they don't stop, then you have to see them. Got it. Got it. And so, and so I imagine in today's world of like free flowing information on the Internet, you probably got to pick and choose your battles, right? Cause, you do have to pick and choose your battles because a lot of a lot of times when people are on social media, and they're like reposting pictures and they have no idea where it came from. Whoever took that picture, they have a copyright for it and they might be selling it to people. They probably have a licensing fee that you're supposed to pay, but nobody knows and sometimes nobody cares and they take it and they do whatever they want with it. You're committing copyright infringement. Right, right. If you do that. If you take other people's pictures or like if I think I was talking with a friend that did the exercise bike that plays those songs they did not have licenses from the artists who made those songs. So they got in trouble and I, I don't know if there's litigation or they just told them to take the songs off. I have no idea, but you can't just play people's music without a license. You can't, you know, repost someone's pictures or even like if you did take the picture on the, off the internet and then maybe you put it on purses and you start selling it, where did that picture come from? You know? So you're kind of stealing money from the person who owns the copyright. Right, but right. people don't know that they're doing it. But it also doesn't matter if you don't know because it's still against the law. So, so all of those gifs are pretty much like <laughs> stealing. Say that again. All of those what? All of those gifs, those gifs, you know, those gifs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They are. But that just kind of going back to what you're saying, picking your battles. So does the person want to try and send a, you know, cease and desist letter to the million people that shared it? And then, you know, so I think also when P, if you are taking pictures and they somehow get stolen, I think it's important to have something on there with your name on it. Because I think some people, they don't know where it came from and then some people don't care. But some people, if they knew where it came from, they might try to get it through a legitimate, you know, pathway. Like if you had an IG and like, this is my picture. If you want this picture on, you know, a shirt or a purse or a hat, I, I have it for sale in my store. You can't buy it from me instead of just posting it online. Mm. And, and this may sound like a dumb question, but 
like even on IG, would you, you know, you post a picture, would you, would you literally need to, you know, copyright each picture if you wanted to pursue somebody after that, you know, from sharing your picture, or is it just more if they steal it, then you got to make sure you enforce it correctly after they steal it. Well, you have, if you, if you're someone that's posting your pictures on IG, you should have the, put a, you know, the C in a circle with your name, 2019, just let people remind people this is, you know, copyright protected and you can still send them, you know, a notice letter saying, Hey, this is my picture you posted. I want you to take it down. But if you want to go beyond just giving them notice and asking them to take it down, that you want to sue them, you need to register it, the copyright. So that you can, you know, file for, you know, file your lawsuit in federal court. Okay. And, but and in, the, in the real world, this all gets very, very complicated because of how fast people produce content and how fast, fast people can steal it and share it and, you know, how things just go viral so quick. If you just get out of control so fast. And I'm in a lot of different Facebook groups where different people are talking about they have a patent for something and then somebody has, is selling fake ones on Amazon and they're trying to they're trying to send me letters to Amazon or to you know, Instagram and all these different people saying, Hey, that's my client and this is infringing and there's all these hoops you have to jump through trying to protect yourself. So you kinda of have to be ready, you kinda of have to be kind of you know, acts offensively and defensively, just in anticipation of people going wild. But at the same time, when they steal these things, it also could be good marketing for you. Yeah, that's if what people know where it came from. But sometimes yeah. no one even knows where it came from. That's, that's what I was saying. I, the marketer in me is like, hey, I don't really worry about it. The more it's out yeah. there, the better, right? You know. Yeah, but, sometimes but, it depends. Unless they're like, let's say that maybe some crazy person like Alex Jones or somebody. <laughs> was you know spreading something about you you know you know it has you want it to be good publicity you don't want it to be negative right yeah yeah, yeah or maybe like r kelly or somebody let's say r kelly was sharing your whatever that you created hey 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 i don't need your advertising <laughs> i don't know who's more perverse alex jones or r kelly that's kind of a tough i one. don't know that's for a different podcast <laughs> so uh but no um um so I like to watch, you know, Shark Tank and I started like doing some financial planning and consulting for like businesses and a lot of people get hung up on like patenting ideas, which I think by the way is super important. But I'm, like, how does all that, like, how do you, you know how when they'll say, oh, like uh, our product is different because our strap goes to the left instead of, instead of goes to the right. Like how legitimate are those, you know, um, let me use the right word, patent. So the only difference between somebody's invention is that this one goes to the left, this one goes to the right, that's probably not going to be patentable. Because to be patentable, it has to be new, novel, and not obvious. And if something is basically the same as something else with just a minor tweak, then it's basically an equivalent. That's not enough. I don't. It's probably not going to be enough to be patentable. So wherever you are applying for a patent, you will, the applicant is going to send their patent application in, the patent office will review it, and they send back prior art, and basically they're telling you why you can't have a patent, and then you have to argue with them about how your invention is distinct and different than whatever they cited against you, and if they haven't found something exactly the same as your invention to cite against you, then they will cite a collection of patents against you and say, if we combine all these 
patents, you know, these three or four patents, it's disclosing everything that your invention discloses. And then the applicant would have to argue that there was no motivation to combine those three or four patents or ideas or else someone would have done it before now. And so you can you know, argue that there's been this need for this, you know, solution for 20 or 30 years and nobody could figure it out. You know, there's different arguments that you can make in favor of patentability, but at the end of the day, the patent office is going to decide. And if you don't like what they say, then you can appeal their, their decision, but you still may not get a patent for it. And also sometimes people decide not to do a patent because if you do a patent, after 18 months, it's going to be public and anyone can see it. So sometimes people make a business decision not to patent the idea and instead protect it as a trade secret. But if you're going to protect it as a trade secret, you have to keep it a secret. It has to be valuable and you have to uh, take efforts to keep it a secret, like inside your company or wherever it is. So if you were on Shark Tank and you told everybody all your business, you that's not eligible for a trade secret anymore. And even when you do go on Shark Tank, I don't watch Shark Tank, but I really hope that all those people at least have a provisional patent file before they go on TV. Okay. And so, right. yeah, the provisional patent, they could say patent pending for a year, and a provisional patent is good if you want to go on Shark Tank or you're trying to get investors, but you don't want to disclose your invention before you have something filed in the patent office. Or maybe you want you, ha you want to make a prototype, but you don't want to tell the person making it your whole invention without having something in the patent office. Or uh, you want to maybe sell it, but you don't know if anybody wants to buy it. So you want to see if anybody wants to buy it before I make this whole investment in the non-provisional patent. And so provisional patents, you could say patent pending for a year and do whatever you want with this thing. Sell it, get investors, get your prototype made, whatever it is that you're doing. And then you, before that year is over, you have to file your non-provisional patent. But the provisional patent is totally optional. If you don't have any of those issues and you're ready to jump in full steam ahead, then you can jump in with the non-provisional patent. But that's going to be more expensive. And the non-provisional patent, the USPTO is going to look at it and they're going to send you an office action and tell you why it's rejected. And this is the prior art that we found, which is basically patents, patent applications, any kind of disclosure that anybody's made that they think is relevant to your invention. They will say, hey, somebody has already disclosed this idea that you're saying is new. It's not really new. And, and, and are you are you able to patent like an algorithm since everything's going digital? Can you patent an, an algorithm? Um, it depends. I don't know that you would be patenting the algorithm. You might be patenting, like what are you doing with algorithm? Like is it a way to, you know, figure out this or that or, yeah, I, I mean, Does it, like, is it inside a system or something? Yeah, so let's say you're creating a, I mean, let's just use a real life example. So when when um, <clears throat> Instagram stole Snapchat's, you know, story features, you know, um, which, which, and I might be speaking ignorant when I say an algorithm, but whatever it takes to build that feature, they, they just stole it, and just put it on their platform. You know, was was that a case of, you know, Snapchat could have patented that and they didn't, or they really couldn't patent it, or, you know, you don't know, I, you know, I don't, maybe you don't know. Yeah, so I don't know anything about Snapchat stealing or Instagram stealing, whatever they stole, but lots of people apply for uh, patents for different things that their apps are doing. Sometimes they get them, sometimes they don't. 
so from us looking on the outside, we don't know that uh, Snapchat had a patent on whatever this thing was that this story thing was doing. If they did have a patent and then Instagram is infringing it, then they might have a, a you know a lawsuit offline that we don't know about. You know, maybe we could find it if we looked for it. But if they haven't protected it, then it's not really stealing it. You know, if it's I don't even know what the story thing is you're talking about. But it has whatever it is, it has to be new and novel. And that's what the people end up arguing about in court. So once if somebody does sue someone for patent infringement, the person that's being sued, they can either say that your patent is invalid, never should have gotten it in the first place, this, you know, this is not patentable, so the USPTO made a mistake. Or they might say, you know, you committed fraud on the patent office and you learned about this, this, and that, and you really stole those from, you know, whoever, blah, all that kind of stuff. Or they might just say, this is not infringing. What I'm doing does not infringe your patent. So, we, I don't, I'm, so my answer at the end is I have I don't have enough information to say <laughs> to answer time that out. question. Time out, Candace. You don't you don't know what stories is. Do you have an Instagram account? I What's have that? an Instagram, but I have I looked at it the other day. I have made fifteen posts, but, and that's probably in three years. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You got you got <laughs> you got to start doing stories when you got the podcast. Go in the app and just do and just look at somebody's stories. It'll be at the top. Along left to right is is are these videos? It, well, it can be like whatever. It can be pictures. It can be videos. But it's basically like a way. It's not on the main feed, but it's you know the what it is is people are nosy, right? Which is why people like reality TV. And and as a business person like you, it would be super interesting just to see like your your daily story of of of, of what you do. So for example, you might wake up, go to Starbucks. So it might have a picture of your Starbucks and your legal pad thinking through, and then you might go to the courthouse and it might have, you might go say, hey, I'm walking to the courthouse to sue the hell out of somebody, right? And then at two, you might have a meeting with Aaliyah Derek, and you might just take a picture with Aaliyah, say, hey, it's my girl Aaliyah, I refer her for business cases, blah, 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 right? So it's just like a, taking people through your day every day. Oh, okay. So it's, you know, it, it seems like, like, you know, trivial but actually it's really good because people do business with people they like know and love and trust and all that stuff really okay i'll have to check it out maybe i'll yeah. post a story <laughs> and, and, and i'll follow you and watch it but um so the, these are the last five questions that i ask everybody because you helped me okay i really didn't know the difference between those three i was like i know exactly what i'm gonna what i'm gonna ask her because i have no clue how to ask her any question but those questions the, the first question is, if you can go back and talk to a 22-year-old Candace, what would you tell her? 22-year-old Candace. Well, <laughs> all right. And, and when I was 22, I was in law school already. So I think that I would have told myself to uh, calm down, chill out. You know, it's all going to be okay. And this is specific to law school. I also would have told myself to look at outlines. So just being the uptight person that I am when I got to law school, I wanted to do everything myself. So in my mind, if I looked at outlines that other people made in years prior, it was cheating. But other people were looking at it. It's kind of like having a roadmap for the class instead of just trying to muddle through it on your own. So that was the mistake that I made. And then also, I think mm, that's really all I can think of when I was 22 because I was in law school and that consumed me until I was 24 and I had to go to the bar and all that stuff. 
So that's the best answer I can give right now, which I don't think is right. <laughs> Hey, no, hey, good, hey, good answer. Good answer. Side, side note, that that's the exact that's exact opposite of what uh, I I can't remember what episode I interviewed Chastity uh, Henry on, but she was uh-huh. she, she was talking. About, she's like, hey, I tell all the young people use outlines. That's what I did. So um, yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. I didn't use the outlines until probably halfway through. Yeah. So then yeah. when I did look at it, I was like, oh, I should have been looking at this two and a half ago. Yep, but I was yeah. like, no, 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 I want to make my own outline. I need to understand it. So I was like, Mm-mm. you should read the outline probably before the class even starts, just so you have an idea of where this is going and what, what is important and what's not. So you yep. can stay on track. That makes sense. Question, question number two, where do, you, where do you like to spend money? So what companies do you just really enjoy giving your money to? I mean, and, and three of them. I'm sorry, three of them. So three companies. Well, I don't like to do it, but I do it. I do spend a lot of money on Amazon because I have Amazon Prime, and it's pretty cool when you need, you know, different things you have to buy, and you don't have time to stop at the store, and it just pops up on your doorstep. But then sometimes I read things about them, how they treat the workers in the warehouse, and then I'd be like, ooh, I should just drive myself to Target, but I don't. So Amazon, and... Actually, also, I've recently, this is like a small, I like to try and support small businesses, which is another reason why I'm ashamed to say that I buy all this stuff on Amazon. But recently, I hired a trainer, so I'm supporting that small business. So they get a lot of my money at the gym. But I have lost 30 pounds so far, so it's, it's, I guess it's paying off. And yeah, thank you so much. And, and also, I also don't do a lot of shopping, so I'm having a problem thinking of where it is that I spend all my money. It's really on services. So I get like I have a maid that comes in to clean up. I'm paying somebody to answer my phone. So I'm not going to say that I have specific companies I'm supporting, but I do try to support small businesses and I try to stay away from big companies if I can because I am a small business. So I want people to say, hey, let's give a little guy a chance. Makes sense. I, I, I try and do the same. Um, when I can do it, but I, Amazon, who can beat Amazon? <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to be Amazon, except for toys. Amazon toys suck. I'm no longer buying toys for my kids on Amazon. I've had yeah 75% bad experience where they send me some crap toys, and I'm like, look, we got to go and look at it and feel it and touch it and see it. So Yes, yeah. and I guess a business, okay, I'm going to change my answer. Costco is a business that I do support, so I do love to go to Costco. Yeah, yes. I'm afraid to go to Costco. I spend so yeah. much money when we go. Yeah, I just go once a month. <laughs> uh, all right. What about when you when you get downtime, whenever that whenever that might be, because you're a business owner like me and we don't get a lot of that. But when you do get downtime, what types of TV shows or movies do you like to watch? So I don't, when I have downtime, which I don't have very much. And so when I do have downtime, I'm really excited to just binge watch some TV shows. So the show, one show that I recently watched was Dead to Me on Netflix. That was pretty good with Christina Applegate. And then another show that I was surprised that I loved so much was All American from the CW. And it has Tay Diggs and it's about a football player and it goes from South Central to Beverly Hills. And I think it's a teen show. I don't know, but I watched it and I loved it and I can't wait for the next season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so those are the two most recent shows that I've been to watch. But the shows that I love, of course, everyone loves Easter Ray and Secure, and I love Snowfall, and I was so sad when John Singleton died. Oh, my 
gosh. But the show Snowfall, that's pretty good. I love to watch Power. So I like to watch those kind of shows. Got it. Well, and um, I, I went to question four and skipped question three. Question question three is, where do you get your news? Meaning, like, you don't got to, not like specific channels unless you just want to share, but, like, do you go to the internet, TV, social media, or you don't really watch it? How do you get your news to keep you up? Okay, so I don't have cable, so I can't watch cable news. So I do watch the local news channels because I need to know what's going on in these streets. So I watch local news channels, and then I read NPR and CNN and BBC. So I like to read a lot of different websites, so mostly online. And I don't have – I hardly ever touch paper to get news. So online and local news. Okay. And then the last question, what are three good books that you have read either recently or, you know, uh, three good books that, you, that you've read, you know, you're – top three books of all time either or recently or of all time three of them okay philip so i have to confess that i haven't had much time to read books but i am going on vacation next month so i will be reading some books so i've heard everyone say the becoming book by michelle obama was great and i haven't read it yet and then another book that i read that was really really good and i had always seen pieces of movie but i had no idea the book was so good the color purple I read that a few years ago, and now that I read the book, I do not care about the movie anymore. And another book that I read, it was really pretty good. It was I don't remember the name of it, but it was about the Supreme Court. So it's kind of like a, a nerd book for an attorney. <laughs> got it, got it. But to me, it was good. <laughs> well, how, 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 can, how can folks reach you if they want to get some uh, advice on, you know, how to protect their IP. So people can call my office. My number is 469-324-9722. Or they can send me an email, K-A-N-B-A-C-E at WalterLegal.com. I do have a Facebook page for my business, Walter Legal. And I have an Instagram and I have a Twitter and all that stuff. But phone or email is the best way to get me. And my website is also WalterLegal.com. And so people, if they tell me they're from the podcast, they can have a free in-person consultation. Usually that costs a hundred bucks so that they'll, I'll let them, I'll waive the fee for them if they tell me they're from your podcast. And then everybody gets a free 30 minute phone consultation. So I like to talk to people on the phone a lot because a lot of people, they do not understand the difference between the patent trademark copyright and they have no idea what they need. So I like to talk to people on the phone before we meet to make sure that they really even need my services. And so sometimes people have intellectual property needs. Other times they have something going on with the contract that they want me to review it or they don't have anything we need to start from scratch. There's a lot of different things going on. So I like to talk on the phone first, get acclimated and make sure that we're fit. Makes and sense. that they're ready to move forward too. Makes sense. Y'all heard that? So look, if y'all on the podcast, get that get that free uh, consult because uh, I don't know a whole lot of attorneys who do that with your experience for free. So y'all definitely check that out. And also soon, I think y'all, she said y'all gonna be able to follow her and be nosy on Instagram. She's gonna start doing stories. So yes, I am. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a shout out. <laughs> like Philip may be hip to stories. <laughs> so. Well, well, cool. I appreciate your time. Thanks for um, being on the podcast. And uh, yes, thank you so much for inviting me. 
Stay dry today. It's wet out there. I will. You too. All right. Stop.